Good morning. How are you guys? Good? It's a little windier. Um, I was expecting by this time somewhere in 60. We're at 53. When I came here at 1020-ish, it was 48, 49. So I, I am thankful for five extra degrees. So hopefully by the end of the service, when we're eating lunch, it would get warmer. And hopefully that's, uh, we'll have a great afternoon together. Now, as Paul talked about, um, we're going to, in two weeks, we have Easter right around the corner. And when we gather for Easter Sunday service, uh, we're going to be gathering together with the Christ Community Church, uh, their entire member, um, entire member, but they're expecting somewhere about our size anyway. Uh, so I think it's going to be safe and we're going to put all the chairs all throughout the room. Um, but here's one thing that we're going to do as a church, um, just to show our gratitude. So how we have done the Thanksgiving potluck meal, we'd like to do that. Um, I, I think the, just if we bring the same amount of money, I mean food, I think that's going to feed a lot of people as well. Uh, so we're going to have a potluck after uh, the Easter Sunday service and have good time just getting to know them and for them to get to know us as well. So uh, that's the plan. So uh, in about a week or so, we're going to uh, have a potluck sign-up sheet going around. And through that, you guys can just sign up. And we're trying to, through that, serve Christ community and show our gratitude. Now, with that being said, uh, if you have your Bible or you could open up your app, let's turn to Acts chapter 3. Let's open up to Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Acts chapter 3. Beginning in verse 1, if you can stand, let's receive the word of God. Acts chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And the man lame from birth was being carried, whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him as did John and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God and walking uh, and, and all the people saw him walking and leaping and um, praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. They were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Father, we thank you for this day. 
that you have given to us, your day that you set aside for us, for you to worship, be glorified through our lives. Lord God, we are out here in your nature. We enjoy your creation and we're reminded of your goodness, your uh, perfect sovereign will, the purpose that you have in each and every one of us. So Lord God, I pray that you would just reveal yourself through your word. Uh, let your truth be known for whatever that is that you have placed and you will be placing in our hearts, Lord. Help us to um, really understand it and apply it into our lives. So Lord, uh, let your Holy Spirit uh, work through your servant, work in the, uh, your people's heart to receive your word. And we can't do this without your help. So Lord, give us your blessing. Give us your grace. Be with us. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Hopefully the recording is going well. Hopefully. Yes. Can you can you hear me okay? Am I loud enough? I'm slowly creeping in like just to see if uh, I can reach you guys further. But um uh, as you know, uh since this past Tuesday, Atlanta has been uh on spotlight. We have been at the center uh, of the national media coverage, as you know. And as most of you know, as I said, a series of mass shooting occurred at three different massage salons, um, massage parlor or, or spas, killing eight people, injuring one, and six of whom were Asian descent. Now, I don't know about you guys, but it was just, uh, it was shocking that it happened in our own backyard. Um, it's shocking and it's disappointing and it's troubling to see this trend continuing on. But what makes this even more tragic, even more heartbreaking, is the fact that the shooter, 21-year-old, his name is Robert Aaron Long, he's a Christian. He's a Christian. Um, He's a member of Crab Apple First Baptist Church in Milton, Georgia. Uh, he holds a membership to this church. He grew up at this church. His family, uh, the entire family is a member of this church. He was baptized back in 2018 and officially became a member of the congregation. He was a leader it is somewhat of a capacity of the small group leader. Uh, he was a member of a, the praise team. He played drum, cajones. And when you look at his social posting, the Facebook social media posts, he was never shy about his faith. Um, not, never shy about uh, from expressing his faith in Jesus Christ. And you see that. And there are many videos of him expressing his faith. On Friday, this past Friday, the church, Crab Apple First Baptist, made a statement by saying that they plan to remove Mr. Long from their membership. And I quote, 
They say it can no longer affirm, the church cannot no longer affirm he is truly a regenerate believer in Jesus Christ. And the church also said he made his own profession of faith in Jesus Christ. However, these unthinkable, egregious murders directly contradict his own confession of faith in Christ and also in the gospel. Now, I don't know about you guys, how you guys are trying to process this. But as you and I attempt to process this week's tragic event in our own backyard, I, be I believe we must do so not just as Asian Americans. We can't just do this as minorities in need of social justice. But more importantly, we must do it as followers of Jesus Christ, as Christians. How are we going to understand this, cope with this, process this as followers of Jesus Christ? Because regardless of the color of your skin, regardless of your you know, uh, uh, ethnicity, we are Christian. We belong to Jesus Christ. That's our true identity and nature. So first and foremost, you and I must recognize as we process this and more of this hate crime may occur. It's been going on in East Coast and West Coast and it's in the Southern States right now. As we process this, we got to first and foremost recognize that who we really are. We're Christ-owned, we're Christ-filled, we're Christ-led. That's who we are. Before we, we, we are any of our other race, we belong to Jesus Christ first. Because it's simply not enough. And it was never about to justify or identify yourself with a certain kind of Christianity, certain version of Christianity that you came up with or people advertise. And never ever identify yourself with Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ calls every man and woman to a deep dependence on Jesus as Savior and Lord. That's what the gospel does. That leads us to His love. That leads us to His forgiveness. Leads us to restoration. Mr. Long was a Christian, professing Christian, baptized and recognized by the Southern Baptist Convention, uh, you know, the church that belonged to the association. And he said, I'm a Christian, I have faith in Jesus Christ. But that identity that he expressed on social media, on his high school yearbook, is not by the identity that Christ wanted out of his own followers. We got to be Christ-owned, Christ-filled, Christ-led. That's the only answer we could have. We must depend on Him. We got to trust Him every hour, every day. It may sound too simple, but we need Jesus. People who are committing these crimes, they need Jesus. 
people who are on this receiving end, we need Jesus. People who have addiction, people who needs to overcome the demons inside their own shortcomings and weakness, we need Jesus. The answer is Jesus Christ. The text this morning is famous text. If you've been in BBS settings or church setting long enough, this is something that you know. Peter and John was they were on their way to temple to pray at that designated hour. And on their way to temple, they met a man who was crippled, lame from birth. So he was sitting there. People brought him to the gate, beautiful gate at the temple to, to beg for uh, just whoever would come and beg for money. Now, why temple? Why not at the marketplace? Well, he was at the temple because obviously he would enjoy the steady uh, stream of people daily because they were taught to be there to worship at every certain hour. So there is guaranteed traffic there at the temple. But I also think that he was counting on these people to be extra holy, godly, more inclined to give after especially you know, on their way to worship God and after they worship God, they're going to be more inclined to care for the poor and needy. So this is very strategically done. He was there to maximize his profit, to fill his needs. So in verse 3, when the beggars stopped Peter and John and asked for alms, he asked for mercy, particularly mercy in the monetary form. In verse 4, So Peter and John stopped and looked at him, and they demanded the man to look at them as well. And this is probably what the man wanted. Inside, probably he was thinking, uh, the beggar was thinking, yes, the hardest part is done. You know, if you're begging, if you are out there doing I don't know, outdoor witnessing, the hardest part for you to do is to make the people stop and hear you, to pay attention to what you have to say and look at your condition. And he has done that. And Peter and John stopped and looked at him and said, look at us. And the man was looking up to him. If he had a cup or, I don't know, some sort of bowl, probably he was, you know, kind of as he was looking up, lifted that bowl to them expecting to be paid, to get something from them. And but that was when Peter uttered these famous words in verse 6. Peter said, silver and gold. I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you, were the words that he said. I don't have silver and gold. I don't have any money. But I have something else that I want to give to you. Now put yourself in that beggar's shoes. He was succeeded in stopping these two people, expecting to receive some sort of monetary relief. Yet the first words out of Peter's mouth was, I don't have money for you. I got no silver or gold, but I got something else to give you. And he was thinking, what else can you give me? What is there that you could give to me that is better than silver or gold, the mon monetary uh, help that, that could help my need? What is better than silver or gold? Peter quickly declared, 
Silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. Peter did not have silver or gold, no money. But he gave the best thing he can give. Possibly the best thing Peter can give to the men he gave. It was Jesus Christ of Nazareth. For Peter, Jesus was better than silver. For Peter, Jesus was better than gold for this man, better than walking, better than leaping and jumping, better than healing that needs. He knew, Peter knew what the man truly needed was Jesus. Folks, in this day and age with the trend, with troubling, troubling trend that is going, all around, going on all around us, we need Jesus. People who are committing crimes need Jesus. People who are on the receiving end need Jesus. People who can really understand and does not recognize this world right now that we are living in, we need Jesus. As Christians, as professing Christians, we need Jesus. We too need Jesus. And we need Him every day, every hour, in this broken, troubled, troubled, hurting world, we need Jesus. More than any amount of money, any amount of fame and glory or comfort and security that we could possibly have, we need Jesus. Folks, we need His love. We need His forgiveness. We need His restoration. Oftentimes we're busy looking around, searching for something, searching and looking for someone else that, that could fill our needs. But truly, what can fill your need? What could satisfy you and help you to be at peace, to be at joy, knowing things are out of your control? Things are continuing to be bad. What do we need? We need Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, we find the way. In the name of Jesus Christ, we know the truth. In Jesus, we have life. All the authority and power in heaven and on earth and under the earth were given to Jesus. And in His name, we find and we will receive anything we need, infinitely more than what we need. This man received far more than silver or gold. He received far more than what he asked for, what he bargained for. And we too need Jesus. And we too have received Jesus in our lives. Now what does that name, what does Jesus do for you? If you have received Jesus, what do you have received? What do you go what does he do for you right now as Christians? Now when you look at this text, by the name of Jesus Christ, he was healed. 
We need to be healed. We need to be forgiven. We need to be saved each and every day. We need to be restored each and every day. When Peter commanded the man to walk in the name of Jesus Christ and took his hand up, and immediately he was cured. Immediately. It was no gradual healing, but it was instant. It was complete. And he felt strength in his ankle, in his feet. He became strong and he was well. Now, the name of Jesus Christ heals, it saves, it restores. And when it does, it does it instantly. And when it does, it does it completely. Jesus gives us strength that we need to overcome when we're overmatched. He gives us strong, that, that strength we need and makes us strong, makes us whole. He's not about temporary fix. He's not about uh, temporary relief, but He brings a cure to our broken state. So what do we do? We got to lean on Him. Not to say it, but we need to really trust Him, cry out to Him, call on His name, call upon the Lord. Because when you do, you will be saved. You will be healed. You'll be restored. Now, second, in the name of Jesus Christ, we also receive joy and excitement with no bound. Now, this man could not hide his joy or excitement. Mere walking was not enough for this guy. He had to jump to his feet and praise the Lord. He was like a child with a new, new toy. Now, do we have that joy? Do we have that excitement when you have Jesus Christ? If you have the Lord in your heart and you dwell and you walk with Him, do you have that joy and peace in your heart? Jesus Christ gives true joy and peace that knows no bound. What do we do in times like this? In times like this, what do you do? When you are fearful or anxious and concerned about your future, what's going to happen in this nation for your children's sake? What do you do? When you're anxious and when you're concerned and when you're fearful, what do you do? You got to pray in Jesus' name. You got to be uh, in everything, not be anxious about anything, but let us, let your concerns and prayers known to Jesus. And the Bible promises when you do so, the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Jesus Christ. Finally, through the name of Jesus Christ, we bring glory to God. We praise. We become the praises of God. Now, this man was not only walking and leaping, but he entered the temple with his own power to praise and worship God. That's what he wanted to do. You know, he could have done anything. He could have gone to any places. But what he did was he went to the temple to praise and worship God. See, he was able to walk for the first time in his life. He got new legs for the first time. 
and he decided to go to the temple to praise and worship him. But when you think about it, he was just walking and leaping and praising God in his way to the temple and at the temple. But his life, his being at this point, he himself was really the praise to God or, or the uh, testimony to the people of God, what God has done in and through the name of Jesus Christ. At the end of the verse, chapter 10, you see the people were filled with wonder and amazement. They're like, wow, what did just, just happen? The name of Jesus Christ. They bring glory to God and He became the praise, the testimony of God. How do we cope with this? How do we prepare our hearts for whatever is going to happen? For Asian Americans, for minorities all together. How do we prepare? What do we do? We need to ask ourselves, is Jesus Christ really better than silver or gold? We need to ask ourselves, is Jesus Christ the one that you receive? that brought forgiveness and reconciliation to, the, to God who created us. We need to ask Jesus Christ really, really the best thing that ever happened to you and I. He's the gift of God. He's the healer. He's your reward. He's your one and only defense. He's your salvation. He's your joy and peace. He's your hope. He's your righteousness. He's your King. He's the Lord. Is Jesus Christ the best thing, the only thing that you turn to in this time that caused you to be concerned, caused you to be troubled and concerned for your own family, for your own sake, for your own future? Jesus Christ still remains the King. He's the Lord. He gave His life to you for you to have this life. Yet as you know, you and I did nothing to receive Him, nothing to deserve Him. And He did not come for us because we are good, because we are worthy, because we are healthy. But He came because we are unworthy, because we are sinners, because we are unhealthy. He came for us because we are sinners in need of His love, in need of His forgiveness, in need of His restoration. As much as Mr. Long really was a professing Christian, dealing with his own addiction, his evil inside, Did he truly have Jesus Christ in his heart? Was his one and only purpose in his life was to identify with Jesus Christ every day, every hour? Was he broken? Was he paralyzed? 
with his own evil, with, with his own demon? Was he helpless, hopeless? Maybe so. But we're no different. We're broken. We're outmatched, overwhelmed. Sometimes we are forgetful of who we are and forget to lean on God and call on Him and, and depend on Jesus Christ every day, every hour. We forget that we need Him. We don't need Him just on Sunday morning. We don't just simply identify with Jesus Christ on Sunday morning whenever we need something. When we come to pray to God, that's not only the time that we identify with Jesus Christ. That is the different kind of Christianity. That's not the gospel Jesus came to preach. We're different people. We're a different race that belong to Jesus Christ. We need Him every day, every hour. We need His strength, His power, His wisdom, His knowledge, His guidance. And when you turn to Him, He's not going to give you that temporary relief. He's going to give you permanent relief. He's going to give you the help you need and even more, more than what you asked for. So before we come up with an answer, before we try to understand what is going on in this, in our own country, in our society, we need to ask ourselves who we are in Jesus Christ and how do we really daily, every hour, turn to Jesus? What do we do to lean on Him, depend on Him, to receive His joy, His peace, to be healed, to be restored, to understand His purpose in our lives? Jesus is the answer. And for us to do so, we need to trust and call on His name. We have done it when we received that salvation. We need to do it every day from that point on until we see Him face to face. Call on His name. He's the answer. Let's pray. Father, we thank You. We thank You for our time, reminding us Your truth. Lord, we... We need you more than we recognize. Sometimes we come to you with our just physical need, emotional need. But Father, we, may we come to you for all of our needs, that the needs that we do not even see. For you will surely feel it. For you will surely meet our needs, not in temporary basis, but permanently to transform us, to restore us, to forgive us each and every day from our sin and help us to walk the life that is truly pleasing to you. And Father, let us understand the nature of freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. It is not burdensome. To live for Jesus Christ is not a chore or work, but out of gratitude privilege for us to call call you father call lord jesus 
as our Savior and friend. May we feel your presence each and every day. May we dwell and remain in your word. Jesus Christ, who brought this new life to us, is our solution, one and only answer for us to go on each and every day to live a life that is truly pleasing to you. So help us to sing. Help us to praise you, worship you, magnify you in all things we do, that we belong to you. We truly belong to the kingdom of God as your people. And let that be evident wherever we go for people to see us and glorify you, Father. We thank you for Jesus, his blessing, his love, his forgiveness, his never-ending presence in our lives. Pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen.